0: Worthy is the Lamb Worthy is the Lamb Praise the
1: the
2: Lord, it's chat time. Praise Praise
1: the the Lord, Lord, it is chat chat time. time Yes, praise the Lord, it is chat time once again. Now this week we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise Praise the
2: Lord. Lord. So this week I want to go back and I want to kind of... um, I want to recap some things. Okay. He forgot the timer. Okay. Recap a couple of uh, programs last week, and then maybe uh, a program ago. And you know, a couple of times we were um, maybe at a couple weeks or three weeks ago, we were talking about near-death experiences, and. You know, we just wanted to uh, go back and talk about that for a minute. Because Jesus said that I am the resurrection. And if he says that he's the resurrection and you are saved, you don't need a near-death experience to know that there is a heaven.
3: And there's an afterlife. He said, "Behold, I go away to prepare a place where I am, you can be also. And so if the Lord tells you that, then you know there is an afterlife.
2: Yeah, so we just wanted to make a note of that uh, so that everybody knows that if you're saved, you already know that that Jesus died for your sins and that there is eternal life. Life in him. And so when he
3: says, because the Lord can't lie, he doesn't say, if it weren't so, I would not have told you. That doesn't even enter his head. He said, if it were so... I would have told you, you know, if it was anything different, I would have I would have mentioned it to you. He said, but in my father's house, there are many mansions. But you know,
2: we're so uh, accustomed to people not telling us the, the truth. truth.
3: Right. So they talk in the negative, but the Lord always talked in the positive. I would tell you if it was anything different than what I'm telling you now, that where I am, you shall be also life everlasting. He said to the only wise god our savior you know he's able not only to keep us from falling but to present us faultless in the presence of his glory he said with exceeding joy Uh
2: so for people who have these near-death experiences and they are not saved you know maybe they need a confirmation maybe they need something but if you would just read the bible
3: and believe what the Lord said, and surrender yourself to him to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that he knows that you're his and you know that you're his. That's all the confirmation you need. The
2: Holy Ghost is your confirmation. And then you can write a book after that. Right. Get saved and write a book after that. The other thing we want to go over is last week we were talking about... um, can you be a christian and live in a nudist community <laughs> ah. you know and we we were mm-hmm. talking about this uh couple who ran uh, ran this it's called nature's resort and the whole community is it's a nudist community mm. you know and they posed in front of their house course, you know, in front of plants and stuff, so you can't see anything. Thank but, God. <laughs> but, um, so, we were wondering, or we were discussing, is this a sin?
3: And I believe that to, to now, it's different, say, for instance, if somebody, if you're under siege, you captured your prisoner, somebody stripped you involuntarily, that's different. But if you voluntarily, willfully, divest yourself of all covering and walk out naked Some, this is sin, something's wrong with you yeah. and this say, for sake of argument it's not safe for sake of argument being just butt naked willfully being butt naked is not a sin then it is evidence that there is sin in your life because there's something compelling you to expose yourself because everywhere in the scriptures when, you come, when it comes to nakedness it is an example of sin that is being exposed and therefore it means that you're doing something out of the will of god
2: so when i originally read this article about this couple at in south texas the first thing that came to my mind is when adam and eve were in the garden and eve ate from the forbidden fruit and then so you know adam decided okay i'm going to taste it too and, and they realized at that moment that they were naked. Mm-hmm. And when the Lord finally caught up with them, He says, "Who told you?" You that know, you He's looking naked. around, calling them, and 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 He's, "Where are you? <laughs> Show yourself." And and they said, "No." And you know, God's like, "Why not?" And, and they said, "Because we're naked." Mm-hmm. You know, so they sinned, and and they were they. Their eyes were open to the truth. They were naked, and and the Lord says, "Who told you that?" Right. You know, and then right away, then the Lord, uh, well, Adam and Eve got fig leaves and covered themselves, which was up. not sufficient. But the Lord went and shed blood first time ever, shed the blood so that he could make garments for them mm. out of the the skins right. of the
3: animals. which the spiritual significance to, is to, to cover, cover They're their, naked, their nakedness, which, which is in a sense covering their sins because there is no remission for sins without the shedding of blood.
2: So in Scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 3, when you read that, it, it gives the impression that it is a sin to be nude.
3: Willfully knew, you know, because, you know, just like, say, for instance, if a person is raped, they haven't sinned if they have been raped. Now, we're talking I, 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 about... We're talking about a person who consciously, willfully divests themselves of <laughs> all their clothes and walks around and not ashamed. Just because a person isn't ashamed doesn't make it any better. Just like, say, for instance, a person might kill somebody
2: and, and they might not have a conscience about it. Except- it's still murder. Let me ask you something about, you know, because there are a lot of people that sleep nude. Oh, well, that's different. You know, and then there are a lot of people that don't mind being in a gym and then you're, you're naked and in front of everybody getting dressed and, mm-hmm. and stuff. But, but
3: that's different. That's different than
2: a person. It may be
3: different, but I always had a
2: problem in, with
3: it. Yes, me too. <laughs> but it's different in the sense that it's still like a, a, a private uh, a setting. But when you parade around in social settings and in the public, willfully just bare naked, that is an indication that something
2: spiritually is wrong with you. All right, so chapter 5, verse 3 of 2 Corinthians.
1: It reads, if so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked.
2: Right. Right and then there's another scripture in james chapter 2 verse 15 where it's talking about how we have to clothe the naked right
1: if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food and one of you say unto them depart in peace be ye warmed and filled notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit?
2: Right. It's and then needful. there are other scriptures in Revelation. It's needful um, to be clothed. It's needful for God to cover our sins. Chapter 3, verse 17. Amen. It, because because uh, I know people say,
3: well, they're proud of their bodies, but that does not mean you, you lose a sense of, of privacy because, right. because the Lord, even when it comes to um, the, the, what well, he calls our secret parts, there's a, there's a sense of dignity that's imposed that the world has lost. They'll bear everything, but just because they bear it doesn't make it right.
1: Mm-mm. And it reads, because thou sayest I am rich and I increase with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked.
2: Now that was Revelation 3.17, but then in Revelation chapter 16, verse 15, I think it's even more clear. It, 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 it describes it a little bit better.
1: It says, Behold, I come as a thief, bless is he that watcheth and keep his garments, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame.
3: Right. So, so th- there's a spirit that goes along with the person who's willing to expose the private parts of their body. There's an there's a unclean, unholy, and it's un- not natural, spirit that goes along with that. And the Lord had determined that to be because of what happened as far as a person sinning and realizing that they were naked because of their sin.
2: So in Revelations chapter 17, verse 16.
1: And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, thee shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall... Eat her flesh and burn her with fire.
2: Right. Okay. Now, if those scriptures don't make you think that living as a nudist in a community is sinful,
3: or or, then you know,
2: you you go and look at read about Isaiah and Ezekiel, where the Lord told them at a certain time in their life that they should walk. Around naked purposely because he wanted to make a point to show the shame
3: and the sin right and what he was going and the punishment and the chastisement that was going to be brought upon the nation so even if I said well I still don't believe it's a sin but if you don't think that's a sin, I can guarantee you there's a sin behind you're not thinking it's a sin there's something that you're doing that's outside of the will of God that will cause you to be so Blatant about exposing your
1: nakedness is
3: something spiritually wrong.
1: Yeah, he even he even said even the thought of foolishness is sin because that's foolishness. Right. And, that's and confusion. Yeah. Yes.
3: And the Lord says no. You know.
2: Well, anyway, we wanted to just touch, go back and talk about that because we were talking about the being a Christian and living in a nudist colony. Right. Well, I don't, know. I don't think it's I oxymoron. could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know. No. I, I really can't bring myself to even go for a massage. <laughs> right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I have a, a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. Uh, someone sent this, and I read this article before, but someone sent it to me about uh, televangelist evangelist Creflo Dollar. Oh, well, And,
0: and there, now huh? he's
2: saying that his teachings on tithing are not correct. But he's not going to apologize to his followers. He's not gonna what did he teach? Well, he taught tithing, that people should uh, tithe 10% so of their income. now he doesn't income. teach that? No, he, um, he, he says that it was wrong.
3: So what does he teach he now? He said,
2: I want to start off by saying that I'm still growing and the teachings I've shared in times past on the subject of tithing were not correct. And today I stand in humility to correct some things that I've taught for years and believed for years but could never understand it clearly because I had not yet been confronted with the gospel of grace, which has made a difference. So he says that we are living under grace and that (laughs) says right there that we don't have to tithe. He said, I won't apologize because it wasn't if it wasn't for me going down that route, I wouldn't have ended up where I am now, he continued. But I will say that I have no shame at all saying to you, throw away every book, every tape, every video I ever did on the subject of tithing, unless it lines up with this. So so for those that don't know what tithing is, tithing is giving 10% of one's income. Now, they say to the church, but it's really to the Lord. The Lord said, as unto the Lord, because he said, how
3: have you brought me in tithes
2: and and an offering?
1: offering.
3: So
2: he should also
3: tell them, you don't have to give an offering either.
2: Malachi. (laughs) I think it's in chapter 3 of Malachi, the book of Malachi. But it's viewed as a biblical commandment by the majority of, uh, I'd say, well, it's a, this article says evangelicals, but I'd say it's uh, the majority of religions.
3: Yes, because you know what they do? Even if they don't require tithes, and I was so surprised, there are churches that require a certain amount that you still are obligated to pay in order to support the church and if you don't pay that particular amount to support the church you're out
2: now that I uh, first hand experience with that is not me myself but I it was going to a hairdresser who happened to be Jewish and she was just talking in general and she was saying that they had to pay a certain amount to the synagogue in order to belong to it in order to attend and she was struggling with uh He my money and she said, until I can do it, I guess I can't go. Right, yeah.
1: And then I'll read in Malachi chapter 3, where it started in verse 7, where he said, Even from the days of your father, you've gone away from my ordinances and you haven't kept them. So he was telling them, He said, Return unto me and I will return unto you. But he said, Wherein shall, shall we return? He said, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me, but ye say, wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offerings in then he said offering. you are cursed with a curse for ye have robbed me even this whole nation then he told them to bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith said the lord of hosts if i will not open the windows up of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you should have not had room enough to receive and then he was telling them if you do it I will rebuke the devourer for your name, for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits on your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts, and the nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be, delightsome, be a delightsome land, said the Lord of hosts. So he was telling them. That you know,
2: God will bless
1: you. If you now, do it.
2: Some people took it really uh, to the letter. Um, because it's been a contentious issue in a lot of churches across America. In 2014, one pastor refused to host a funeral for a 93-year-old woman, telling her family that she was not current with her tithe to the church. And in 2018, Grammy-winning gospel singer Marvin Winans and the Perfecting Church in Detroit, Michigan, were sued by his former housekeeper, who claimed she was fired for refusing to pay tithes from her $18,000 a year salary. Well, even if even
3: if she wanted to pay tithes, she wasn't obligated to pay it to them. No, right. <laughs> see, that's, that's what, you know, but see, the, the thing about it is that a lot of people, they think of tithes as being given to the church, which tithes were originally set up to take care of the priests. So because the priest didn't have uh, an inheritance of land. You know, they, that's basically when your first true uh, city uh, dwellers among the Jewish people came about because they didn't have the same, they didn't have an inheritance. God was their inheritance. So he had them first bring the tithes as unto the Lord. So the first giving of tithes, the, the first round was given to the Lord. And then after that, the Lord told them that's what the Levites had to live off of. So it was for. The, the ministry, so when but it was as unto the Lord because you had to come with your sacrifice. So, when, when people think of trying to give tithes, they say, I don't want to give it to the preacher, the pastor, whatever his car is better than mine, her car, her house is you know, looks better than mine. You miss the whole point. You give it as unto the Lord. Anything that you bless and give as unto the Lord, the Lord will acknowledge it. And That's what they fail to see. Yeah, if God right. said He was going to bless you, then what well, Crufford Dollar doesn't see. God will bless you now.
2: Well, this is what he says. He says, it's true, the moral norms of the Old Testament are still in force today, and we discern them from the law of Christ in the New Testament. But tithing is not among those commandments. And in his sermon in June, Dollar appeared to agree with this interpretation, telling his congregants that they were not living under Mosaic law, but they're living under grace. Religion is sustained by two factors fear and guilt and if it's one subject that the church has used for a long time to keep people in fear and guilt is that it is that subject of tithing dollar said and it has to be corrected and it's got to be corrected now i don't get I what may... he's
3: saying because he's he's equating tithing as if somehow your soul was going to be in danger it's as unto the Lord now will you not prosper if you willfully don't pay your tithes you won't prosper the way you're supposed to I, you can't get around what God has said you know so the things that when he said curse when the things that you would have probably prospered in doing you won't necessarily prosper because you're not paying your tithes unto the Lord not unto man so if If he so casually forgets the part about offering, then people don't have... I mean, when you say tithes and offering, he can't cut that second part out as if the Lord didn't say it. So therefore, offering will fall into that category. You don't have to give offering either. You know, it doesn't make sense. And if you don't give an offering, not to say that you're going to die and go to hell. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you don't give an offering when you know that you could then when it comes your turn, when you need that particular help or you need something, you know, to stand in the gap for you, you might not receive it.
2: So he went on to say that I may lose some friends. Preachers may not invite me no more. But I think I've already been through that, so it doesn't matter. So then I, I went and I looked in, um, what is the reaction from other people, mm-hmm. you know, and... I saw some comments from theblackenterprise.com from Relevant Magazine. Relevant Magazine is a uh, Catholic issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So, theblackenterprise.com said dollars changing direction, doing 180 in his trajectory of thought years after he took fire for asking his parishioners to donate. $300 each so he could buy a $65 million Gulfstream G650 jet for doing ministry abroad. So I guess ties wasn't enough, so so he just upped it and said, (laughs) just give
3: me $300. (laughs) And
2: as noted by CNN, the jet comes with two Rolls-Royce engines, high-speed internet, two multi-channel satellites, and allows for a -a four-and-a-half-hour commute from New York to Los Angeles. In dollars ministry, he uses a term called now... Honor giving, which oh. is akin to tithing.
3: But it's probably much said more the Washington than your Post.
2: 10% and offering. So nobody, so the, it was only the Washington Post that said that. So he instead says, instead of tithing, he says honor giving. Yes. So mm. many of, uh, have accused Creflo of enriching himself on the backs of credulous lower what, what, income what worshippers. do call that word salad. <laughs> now, <laughs> Pastor Michael Clayton Harris of the First Baptist Church of Pastown in Atlanta, which is, his, which is in the same town, uh, city, Atlanta, Georgia, as Creflo Dollar, and um, said that he wasn't there for Creflo's New Revelation and took to Facebook to call him out. He said until Creflo Dollar has a Zacchaeus spirit, which involves giving the people a refund for all the tapes, videos, books, and other materials that they bought from him. He said, "I am not moved by his new revelation on tithing that is still flawed. It's flawed because Jesus Christ used the law in his teachings. For example, for example, in Matthew four and uh, four, four, seven, and ten, whenever Jesus said it is written. That was the law being used to combat the temptations of the devil. And then uh, Dollar explains that while putting money aside is stated in the Bible, 10% recommended giving is a manufactured figure. No, it's not. You know, the number 10. He states that if you want to give, you can. But he says Christians are under grace and not law. But But see, he's mixing
3: apples and oranges. That's true, we're under grace, but we're talking about something that you do in the natural where God will bless you naturally and spiritually, but it's a it's a natural giving that has a spiritual consequence. I'm not saying that it will condemn you, but I'm saying if you're wondering why you're being hindered, it's probably because, if I don't know whether you are or not, but if you're not, paying your tithes, and offering. Because I know people who gave a quarter, and they didn't want to give that. You know, <laughs> So
2: it affects how you're blessed. Well, that's the story. Those are the stories for today.
1: Yes, praise the Lord, and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. This week's verse of the day comes from James 3 and 13. Who is a wise man and endured with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. Now, ain't God all right?
2: God God is all right. right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, when the Lord was talking to Moses, what did he say his name was? What did he tell Moses his name was? And the answer is jealous. And that answer can be found in Exodus chapter 34, Verse 14, which reads, For thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. This week's food for thought is, Who does the Lord set apart for himself? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.